Welcome. We're Jackie and Brian, and this is As the Ice Cream Churns. Together, we founded Ample Hills Creamery, one of the most beloved ice cream brands of the last decade. Then we lost it all. We filed for bankruptcy a day before New York City shut down due to COVID-19. Now, someone else owns Ample Hills, and we're out of work. But we're ready to start over. Come join us for an exploration of what went wrong, and more importantly, what comes next. Our guides are close friend, Debbie Rosen. She created the cracked cookies in our hit flavor, salted cracked caramel. When she's not baking, she's a therapist. We thought she could help us navigate these troubled waters. Let's get started. Hey, Dabson. Hey there. Debbie, how are you? I'm good. Okay, so last podcast ended and you were at the halfway point. Are you finished and ready to open? <laughs> well, we're very, very close. Um, it is, uh, uh, you know, too bad, but we are going to miss National Ice Cream Day. That's Sunday, July 18th. That's what we were really shooting for. But um, we're almost there. We're going to open. We're going to have a grand opening on the next Sunday, July the 25th, and do a soft open uh, probably a couple of days before that on a Friday the 23rd. But we're, we're really close. I mean, we ran into some uh, delays. I know we talked about the walk-in last time and how hard it was to get a walk-in. Well, that got built in California, and it made it across the country. That was crazy. That It left California on a Friday morning, and it arrived in our Brooklyn shop on Monday morning. Uh, and so these two guys drove through the night <laughs> all night long from Friday to Monday and made it from California to Brooklyn. So that was great. We unloaded it. Uh, the installation of it has you know, run into some snags. They've got to run uh, lines up through the foundation of the building. It's like a foot thick of concrete they have to drill. I mean, this gets into the weeds a little bit, but uh, you know, when you put walk-ins in the basement, which is of course where the walk-ins have to go, you, you know, like your air conditioner, you have to have it vent out the window, right? Because otherwise you'd create a sauna in the basement, which wouldn't be good for anybody. And so that uh, venting of the heat that the walk-ins create has to go up above the roof of uh, the shop. So it's kind of the, the, those lines have to go up through two floors. It's a lot of drilling. That's been a challenge. Some other uh, little delays here and there with uh, getting some equipment in. But um, we're definitely painfully close to that, uh, that opening day. And how are you both feeling during this time of lead up to the opening? Uh, well, I mean, um, mostly it's just a game of trying to not forget something. So, you know, it's kind of constant. Um, did you remember to do this? Did you remember to do that? Yeah. Um, and yeah. all of these little things. And I've been keeping a running list. I've been, you know, a lot more organized than I've ever been. Yeah. But it, you know, things come up and then you have to remember, 
if you don't put them on your list, you forget them. So like I'll wake up, you know, like three in the morning, which is what happened last night. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to write this down. I've got to go. I have to make sure that, you know, I, I, I deal with whatever it is. And there's there was probably like five different things last night. Jackie's lists are all paper and pen and pieces of paper and mine are on the, the little notes on the, the phone. So we, we're doing them differently. But I mean, uh you know, it's things like pest control and garbage dumpster pickup. I mean, uh, I woke up two days ago and in a panic because I realized I'd forgot to order the, the cardboard cartons that the ice cream goes in. I mean, you know, I need hundreds and hundreds of those every couple of weeks. Otherwise, there's nowhere to put the ice cream. So I'd remembered the sugar and I'd remembered to order the milk and cream, but I'd forgotten these ice cream tubs. So luckily, they're in uh, Pennsylvania, and so uh, they're going to be able to get them to us in time. What are some of the benefits of having the chance to start over and some of the negatives? I think the the benefit, really, one of the biggest benefits is being able to create everything from scratch with this deep knowledge that we have gained over the years of having built, you know, so many shops, honestly. Um, and, you know, so being really creative and, you know, building this thing from the ground up um, in a way that, you know, we know will, will you know, work. For, for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's almost like a, a blissful joy in the ignorance of being dumb and innocent when you start the first time around. And so that's a double-edged sword. I mean, it's both positive and negative uh, because you know all the pitfalls, you know all the things that can sideline you and sidetrack you. And uh, that's obviously a big positive but because you know them and you know to look out for them they create some anxiety and worries and and, and fears uh, as you go ahead whereas when you start the first time like we did 10 11 12 years ago you know you have no idea the world's your oyster and you just plunge in i mean i think the other big part for me just personally in terms of uh starting over uh I'm older now. <laughs> I'm like 51 mm -hmm. and I got to go back to work, like physical labor. Yep. But that's all right cuz I, you know, I'm on a diet. I'm going to try to lose like 20 pounds this summer <laughs> by like standing and carrying those bags of sugar around. Yeah, when we first opened the shop though, you lost 25 pounds I when did. you were on Vanderbilt Avenue you were walking down those steps and bringing yeah. up those tubs of ice cream. Um, but you know, wasn't that healthy? I just No, but that's what down. I'm looking for again this year. I, I yeah, but doesn't you matter. Can't just consume ice Ice cream no, no, for no. like breakfast, lunch, it's, and dinner. Yeah. Like you have to well, have now we're making things. donuts, so that might make oh, it a gosh. little more challenging for go. that uh, um, that thing. But yeah. I mean, you know, the starting, the, the you know, the real positive part is just that that energy of, of of meeting people, of getting you know in there, you know. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah. I want to just shift over to um, finances for a bit and budget. I mean, um, I'm hearing about shortages. Um, price hikes, and I'm just wondering, um, in general, how is it going, and also has that affected you? Yeah, I mean, the budget uh, was tight when we began. You know, we're building out a 2,700 square feet, which is, you know, 
twice as large as you know an average ice cream shop out there it's huge because we've got that big party room and we've got room to make the donuts and of course a big kitchen to make all the ice cream so it's uh it was challenging from the get-go on the budget that we had but uh we're over budget um by about four to five percent um which you know all things considering, since uh, there are these shortages and, and, and pandemic uh, surge pricings that, you know, I feel pretty good about. I would have preferred to have been 3 to 5% under, but, you know, I mean, examples were the walk-ins that we had talked about before, um, the paper cardboard containers that I was just talking about forgetting to order. <laughs> you know, the the guy was telling me that his whole business just is just making paper ice cream containers if you can believe that and their prices uh, for paper have just gone through the roof in the last three to six months and so you know those cost more than we had uh, budgeted for um, you know just this morning the contractor when we went over to the shop was complaining to me about you know going to Home Depot and 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 buying plywood and the, mm -hmm. the price of the plywood was just you know ridiculously expensive compared to the way it was just a few months ago so it, it's definitely been uh, a challenge but we're, we're, we're close enough to, to, to feel good about it I mean um, speaking of shortages um, are you experiencing that with um, finding staff for the opening of the shop and what's that process been like for you you know I I mean, I kept hearing about it and how, you know, nobody wants to work and, you know, um, it's really hard to find people to, to work right now. And I did not, luckily, find that as that was not my experience. Um, you know, I, I have interviewed a wide swath of people from like, you know, 14 year olds to, you know, 34 year olds, you know, and, and upwards. But and um, and I think because you know, it's about us starting something new and being involved in this kind of, you know, new uh, mom and pop, you know, shop that, you know, people have the ability to help us, you know, set the tone and the vibe. And, um, and I think that that's really appealing to people. I, I mean, I don't know, or <laughs> maybe it's just come, you know, it's just the right timing and people are ready to work again, or, you know, the pandemic is subsiding or a combination of, of both, but it's been great. I mean, you know, I've been interviewing a lot and, you know, um, you know, I think, you know, it's just been great. First uh, orientation is planned for. Yeah, first orientation is 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 the end of the week, yeah. and um, amazing. It's yeah, it's exciting. And I, I think you pay a decent uh, wage. I read that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what about the ice cream? Um, are you making it? Have you started making it in the shop or? Oh, I wish. No, any day now, any day. We we just um, a couple more construction elements, uh, probably three or four days from now. We'll 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 flip the switch and start making it. I can't wait to get in there and play with all the new toys. Um, you know, right now I'm working on turning the one quart test recipes into, you know, 20 quart, 22 quart recipes for the batch freezer. And some of those have to be adjusted, you know, as you do that and on the fly. Um, you know, we've got um, our head baker, uh, Jasmine, starting this coming week. And uh, 
on I think Friday and a few days from now. She's amazing. She ran the the bakery at Ample Hills in the factory. Uh, we had hired her, and she has an actual, you know, bakery background, unlike myself. You know, self trained. So she she can bake a better cookie and a better uh, you know cake than I can for sure. So I'm I'm so excited to have her part of the team. She'll oversee all the the making of all that stuff, uh, mix-ins, and uh, and then I'll be churning the ice cream. So we're we're super close and uh and super excited to get going i read about your recent farm (laughs) visit and i'm wondering if you could tell me more about the experience okay so that experience was amazing number one we haven't left the city in forever so it was like i felt like you know uh, it was just a relief just to like you know breathe the clean fresh air kids love it too well, you know, the kids were just cranky. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it, it was it was just a it was just a nice getaway. Um, and it was a short trip, it but beautiful. it was beautiful. But I guess the, the, the part that was really cool was this farmer. So we're going to be using Hudson Valley Fresh um, milk and cream. And Hudson Valley Fresh, or Hudson Valley is an area that's only around two and a half hours from New York City. So it's super close, super local. Um, and it's a conglomerate of various family owned farms and smaller farms. And they, you know, pull together their milk and cream. They all have their own dairy cows. And, um, and so we went up there to meet with one of the farmers and see his farm. And there's a number of them. And um, he was amazing. Um, he, he was a fourth generation farmer dairy farmer um, from the Hudson Valley, which, you know, I don't even think dairy farm, when I think of New York State, I don't, I know that there's dairy farms, obviously, but it's just not in my consciousness necessarily. I guess just being from New York City, I'm so New York City centric, um, if you will, but um, it was, he was so um, caring and specific about everything he did. And like one of the things he said, which just really struck me was just like, this is not rocket science. Being a dairy farmer is not rocket rocket science, but you do have to care. You do have to care. Mm. And he cared deeply. He knew every cow. He knew, you know, they were part of a fam- his family. Um, and and it's so true. It's like when you when you know you're buying a product where people really really care, you you just it it mm. makes it a richer, better uh product on so many levels yeah i mean it was inspiring and and not the least of which is his work ethic i mean like any and probably all farmers and and dairy farmers anytime i start to think about complaining about being uh 50 and having to go back to work and make ice cream i kick myself and 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 remember that he's getting up at three three in the morning three thirty in the morning to go out and, and start, you know, the cows don't stop making milk on the weekends. I mean, this is a full time, every day, all mm-hmm. day long, every year uh, job, and it is so uh, amazing. And um, we wouldn't have an ice cream shop if it wasn't for those cows. So it was important for us just to go up and sort of touch the ground and, and touch the cows and uh, take some pictures of, you know, where the milk and cream are going to come from, just because I think it connected us to yeah, yeah. the totally. experience uh, as well. You're known for your collaborations. Any that you can discuss? Yeah. So I'm really, really excited um, because our neighbor is only two blocks away. 
is the Brooklyn Museum. And I, we, we both love the museum. Um, and, you know, our, our kids took classes there and just very excited to create a special flavor with them. And we are going to um, partner with them and create a flavor, but have um, the community um, create the actual flavor, the, you know, what, it, what it's made up of, and name it. And, um, and then we're going to scoop it in the shop. Um, and it'll be kind of our signature, you know, Brooklyn Museum flavor. So I'm excited about that. Totally. And how overall do you bring the concept of the shop's name social to life? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, we are so excited to have this space this large, glorious space that's going to allow us to have this, you know, space to, you know, host ice cream socials. Um, you know, it, we are leaning into our name. Our name um, is a nod to the ice cream socials of past that we're giving back to the community. Um, you know, that were that were meant to raise money and funds and you know, um, care for people. Um, which is what the social is all about. And every month we're going to, you know, host socials in the space. And, um, you know, I I think in our previous, um, you know, lives (laughs) with our previous company, um, you know, it was really important to us as well to create the sense of community. Um, But here we have this ability to have understood what we really need to do in order to make that a reality and to operationalize it, if you will, to create these monthly, you know, experiences. Um, You know, last time I think we mentioned the fact that we have, you know, our our tables, which are going to be late, unfortunately, but they will be there eventually, have game boards embedded in them. And so um, just the very experience of coming in to get ice cream, you know, you'll have the opportunity to like, you know, relate to other people by playing a game if you decide to, um, and not, you know, sitting on your phone. Um, you know, there are multiple experiences that I'm excited about to host in this space too, because it's large, um, large enough to gather people together. Yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, the thing that, part of goes back to one of the learnings like you're saying like you know in terms of the old shop was always built around the idea of the community but it's it's almost like putting our money where our mouth is and like designing this concept of that Mm -hmm. monthly ice cream social to uh find a vessel or vehicle with which to to literally give back by uh, using that social and partnerships with nonprofits to uh, raise money for those people yeah. and and the key part of that that makes it fun from an ice cream point of view because ultimately people wouldn't come if there wasn't ice cream is that we've got that beautiful wagon wheel hand cranked ice cream maker it's yeah. like a giant five gallon wagon wheel um, and uh, it's coming in the next week or so and so we'll we'll have 
we'll have the fans in the community design and create the flavors each month that will be only made that one singular day for that social and people will get samples of that That's flavor right. and they'll all participate in the act of the churning. Right, but then we will have that flavor in the dipping oh, yeah. cabinet no. um, for the whole month that mm. you guys will have to make, you know. Oh, um, really? Yes. <laughs> I forgot that part. Yeah, okay. you know, that's okay. And then the other thing that I'm really excited about, and I just have to mention this because I'm really excited about it, which, you know, we haven't, we haven't, um, probably not going to start until September, October, but um, it's, it's the magic hour. And um, the magic hour, you know, I'd always wanted to do this. Um, we didn't necessarily always have the space or, you know, the ability to implement it. But um, this w is where we will um, have a hand-cranked ice cream maker along with various ingredients like the mix for the ice cream and the ice for the ice cream maker that, you know, makes it cold and a bunch of mix-ins. And, you know, it kind of be like you come in with your pod and during this hour, um, three days a week, basically, um, you'll be able to create your own flavor of ice cream. So while, you know, parties, you'll be able to do that all the time. And for the socials, we'll be able to do that as a community. This you'll be able to do this with your smaller community or your mm -hmm. pod or your family or your friends. So, um, very excited about that. Yeah, so that's another, another thing I think that you know again it, it's just it speaks to the social aspect mm -hmm. of the social yeah well i know you're going to be super busy um in the next uh well forever but <laughs> <laughs> podcast wise i'm thinking maybe in a month or so we could check in and see how things are going um I mean, if you insist. I mean, I, I was kind of hoping this was the last episode and we just leave it as a cliffhanger, you know? Everybody just guess whether or not the shop worked. Oh, all right, fine. Okay, fine. Everyone just comes in. All right, all right. Another month, we'll, we'll give it another go. Thank you, Debbie. Thanks, Debbie. Well, I just want to say before we stop, you know, just to thank you guys for your honesty through this whole process. I know it wasn't easy and I just wish you tons of success going forward. Thank you. Thanks, Deb. All right. Talk soon. Bye. 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 Get to work. <laughs>